Coming to you from the Underground Studio, this is the Sipping Social Podcast. My name is Mike Carl. I'm here with my boy and certified bourbon steward, Garrett Turnquist. Yo. We also have our stellar producer on the mic, Johnny. Say what up. What's up? We're here to dive into all aspects of the restaurant industry. We truly love what we do, and more so, we love talking about it. We're going to pour, sample, review anything you need to know about. Pour yourself a cocktail and join us on this journey. Let's Let's go. go. All right, all right. Hey, guys. Today is another great day for the Sipping Social Podcast as we welcome on our second guest. Uh, This is our seventh podcast, and we said we'd be hitting the interviews heavy. Uh, We've got an exciting one for today. We're very pleased to be sitting here with Nick Schofield, sales director for Salem Old Brewery out of Naperville. Both Garrett and I have worked with him for a while now, and we have a great working relationship with both he and Salamoth. Uh, we love their beer, and we're really, really excited to get to try some of the new stuff that he brought. Uh, gentlemen, let's have a fun little podcast, and what are we sipping on to start off with? Garrett, what do you got? I have the McKenzie bourbon from New York. Nice. Johnny, what are you sipping right, well, on? Well, I'm on my 14th day of drinking Captain and Coke straight, so I'm having a <laughs> Captain and Coke again. So. Beautiful. Nick, what do you got? I got the weeded bourbon from David Nicholson. Nice, nice. I think that that's been passed around the podcast a time or two. It's delicious. And then I have the Jefferson's Reserve Small Batch uh, Handcrafted Bourbon. Let's have a little uh, cheers over here and have a good podcast, boys. Cheers. 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 We got the Kentucky Derby coming up on a Saturday. When you guys hear this, the Kentucky Derby will have already been run. Yeef. Uh, exactly. <laughs> um, but we're, we're going to have our next guest on who will actually be at the Kentucky Derby, so we'll be excited to talk to her about it. We're going to try some good, fun bourbon from there that she's going to bring back for us. And we'll just hear about her experience, and we'll kind of talk about it, and we'll talk about how much money I lost uh, betting some exactas and, and trifectas. So I'm excited about that. And we got our customer of the week. Oh, my goodness. People talking on their speakerphones at the bar or in the restaurant, talking so loudly that it's just disrupting everything else. I can't stand it. I hate that. It's really hard for me to keep my mouth shut when that shit's going on. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna talk about that later uh, after we drink a couple yeah, beers. Calm down, guy. <laughs> <laughs> Our beer is clearly only Salamoth today. We're only drinking Salamoth beers. We got a bunch of them. Uh, Nick brought several fun ones. Some of them are new. Some of them are staple core beers. Really excited to try all of them. Yeah, an entire cooler's worth. Exactly. I'm ready to get some of that. So we're loaded up. We're, let's uh, let's get through the interview so we get to those beers. Like I said, Nick, we're really excited to have you here. Um, you've been working with Salamoth in this capacity for a little bit over a year now, but I know you've been in the beer world for a long, long time. Uh, for me, it's really impressive to see you in action when you go into my restaurant and talk about your beer and how passionate you are about what's going on. Uh, you know, with Salamoth being in Naperville, being one of the pioneers of the industry, you know, you got a great job. I feel that you, you know, have had probably a great journey to get to, to where you're at. Uh, so just kind of tell us a little bit about it and, um, you know, easy question to start off with, but tell us about your first job in the industry. Cool. Uh, appreciate you guys having me on. Um, so yeah, I got into the beer industry um, probably about 10 years ago now. Worked for a distributor um, during the summer as a merchandiser and some delivery help and everything like that. Kind of did that on holiday breaks and everything. Then once I graduated college, started with another distributor who had the kind of the north side of Chicago and everything. Worked various roles in there. Was a sales rep for a little while. Moved on to key accounts manager. Uh, managed kind of like our larger customers. From there, moved to Stone Brewing out of uh, Escondido, California. Worked for them for about three years. Um, covering Chicagoland and uh, Wisconsin markets. Nice. Um, and then in February of 2018, came over to Salamoth. Uh, Eric Hobbs, our VP, 
um, had been asking me, you know, seeing me out in market and stuff like that and asking me when I wanted to come over to Salamoth. And I was like, you know, when the timing's right and the timing was right. So uh, started with Salamoth as their area sales manager, kind of covered the suburbs and everything like that. And then this past January, I uh, got promoted to sales director. So kind of running our wholesale department, um, making sure, you know, forecasts and beers and everything get to our local distributors and our Wisconsin distributors. And then, uh, you know, still out selling beer and everything in the suburban market and uh, managing our reps and everything in the city. So that's a nice journey. Yeah, definitely. I would I would imagine that working uh, in Illinois, were you out in Stone in California? No. So I was the Chicago uh, brewery rep to start. And then um, in 2016, we opened up the Wisconsin market. So I, right. I kind of covered. Oh, man. Uh, how much beer did you sell in Wisconsin? Actually, a decent amount. Yeah, so no, I'm serious. Yeah, they, they drink. We talked about that here before. They love beer up there. They're, they're very homers, though. They I are. mean, they they love Wisconsin-made products. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, not at all, not at all. But it's got to be a lot easier to be working uh, in Illinois with an Illinois. Oh yeah, brewery. Yeah, I mean, local is king around here. Yeah, known known brewery. Yeah. Do you think if you just put like a deer on your can, like it would sell more up there? <laughs> Yeah, or like a slice of bacon. <laughs> it might. A picture it might. of a piece of bacon. Yeah, some definitely. prime rib. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So, like a whole mess of cheese curds. <laughs> Tell me about Salamoth. If, if, I, if I don't know anything about Salamoth, what's the story behind Salamoth? Um, so Salamoth, we, uh, John Barley is our owner. Yeah, that's not a made-up name or stage name or anything like that. Oh, like, he was destined to be in beer. Yeah, his yeah. last name is Barley. So he kind of had this vision um, for the brewery he started. He lived for a little while in Belgium uh, with his parents when he was younger. Uh, grew up in like the Milwaukee area and everything. So very in beer culture and everything like that. Had a trip out to California, kind of fell in love with the brewing scene out there and kind of wanted to create a brewery that blended the Belgian style, the American style and everything like that, West Coast style. So um, created the brewery in 2012, been operating out in Naperville since then. But, I mean, definitely focusing on, like, edgy styles. Uh, you know, our, our graphics are kind of crazy, mm-hmm. very dark, kind of gothic. Yeah, um, I, I think I think the artwork's yeah. fantastic. And that's one thing that drew me towards them. I mean, I love the culture, the aesthetic, the, the beer styles and everything around it. So Touch a little more on, like, uh, graphics on the cans or the yeah. bottles and then, like, the names of beer. I feel like with whiskey or any kind of spirits, yeah. like, they're looking for, like, a traditional, classy yeah. look. Yeah. And then with beer, it's like... If you're not really weird, the people aren't going to yeah. buy it. Yeah, so um, so Salamoth, John had uh, our artist, Jordan Gallette. He's actually a full-time employee with us, um, works for us 40 hours a week. Probably more than 40 hours a week, probably like 80 hours a week. He appreciates you for yeah. saying that, yeah, just so yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> he works a ton. Um, but anyways, I mean, he's been a full-time employee since the brewery started. You know, definitely fully ingrained in like the total aesthetic and overall like cultural look of the brewery i mean we have murals all over the wall that he's hand painted and everything like that he hand draws every single one of our labels artwork and everything like sketches it out on like paper and then transfers it over and it's it's crazy and he's painting each can no (laughs) no so he hand sketches he hand sketches and then we prop it up onto and then then he individualizes numbers each can too one one through one thousand each can can but some of the deadlines that i mean i the amount of beers that we crank out and the amount of labels he comes out with i mean just this past year we released about 100 different beers probably about 60 of them went in the package so wow i mean that's some heavy work that's a heavy workload that's more than a label a week yeah 
that's, that's on top of everything else that we're doing. So yeah, that's yeah. an amazing de- uh, design job to have yeah. if you're like connected with a company like that yeah. that has some interesting things that he can draw and illustrate yeah. and kind of create in that way. Yeah, and I mean he's still doing you know some freelance stuff out on his own, um, doing some murals. Uh, you know, there's some Soho House in Chicago has a big mural outside. Very cool. He did like the the header mural above uh, the co- new Kuma's Corner up in uh, Vernon Hills. So. That's cool. And still does like, you know, art galleries. So, I mean, he's crazy talented. Nice. I don't want to know what's going on in his head and his <laughs> dreams and everything, though. <laughs> I was uh, checking out the website as I like to do a little bit of research, and I came across something that I thought was really cool. Um, I don't know how to say this. It's not French. It's, it's not French. It's Latin. It, it looks like it's Latin. Yeah. It's Latin. Do you want yeah. to say what it is? Oh, man, this is going to be tough. We should, right. hey, we should all take a crack at it. Yeah. All right, Nick, so, you go first. And I'll go next. Invaten outfassum. Perfect. I'll go next. Yeah, I don't think that's right. <laughs> at viam in vienum outfassium. Oh, I was looking at the, oh, the last part. There's a whole <laughs> yeah. fun part to that. I was like, where is he, where is he getting the V from? <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, out, out of Vietnam and out fascism. That's what I see. <laughs> yeah. It looks like Vietnam. Yeah. So um, it, that's Latin. Yeah, we got to give John a shot. Oh, come on. Come I on, thought John, I was going to like no, get no, past absolutely it. Absolutely not. You, you're in. What do you right. got, John? Ad vium in vanium ad fascium. Yeah, I think that sounds right. Oh, that's, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I nailed it. Yeah. I just so, said it fast. Yeah. <laughs> fast with confidence. You're good, if anything, right? So that is Latin for I will either find a way or make one. Um, when the brewery opened, that was painted on the floor, like right in front of the, the, our original 15-barrel brew house. Um, right now, it's it's just across like the top of our, like our grist case, which holds the grain before it goes into the brew kettle. Um, John really lo- loved that saying and everything like that. And kind of, you know, we're going to build our way. And, and if we can't figure it out, we'll make one. So it's a, it's a great slogan. And uh, I think you guys should make every employee get that tattooed yeah. somewhere. John, or at John, least know how to pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> I've been told how to pronounce it like 20 times. John has a, a ongoing like offer that anyone that gets a neck tattoo, he'll buy. Oh, nice. Uh, is that just no one set him up for it company? Just in the company, yeah. Right. He's like, I'll pay for a neck tattoo. And we're like, nah. Would it be like, pre- like behind the ear or yeah. like right here across the chest? Pretty confident you don't yeah. need another job after yeah. that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, Nick, what is your favorite part of the industry? What like really gets you going? Um, tell us about that, please. I just love being able to go out every day and like sell something that I'm passionate about and talk about something that I'm passionate about, especially with guys like you, you and your, your restaurants who, you know, care about the liquid, care about the stories behind stuff. Um, I also love the, you know, kind of the camaraderie and everything in the, in the brewing industry. I mean, it's cutthroat, especially here in the Chicago and Chicago land market. Um, you know, we're all fighting for handles and shelf space and everything like that. But at the end of the day, like we're selling beer, it's fun. Like it's promoting a good time and everything like that. And, you know, it's fun to be able to get together with fellow reps and fellow industry people and just kick back and have a beer. Cool, man. Yeah. So how much do you travel like in your day to day? You know, I mean, any given week I'm making, you know, 40, 50 sales calls a week to restaurants, bars, liquor stores, selling beer, making sure our shelf placement looks good, making sure, you know, anything that I can do to promote the brand and everything. You do on-premise and off-premise? Yep. Yep. Everything. So we have uh, two reps here in Chicago. Myself, I kind of cover the suburbs and everything like that and oversee like wholesale distribution and everything. And then we have a rep in the city. Do you ever feel like you're just like 
cleaning up aisles. Oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean yeah. like like when you head into like where your stuff is sold and you see it like kind of like, yeah, not face properly. Not face oh, properly. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's constant like shelf maintenance. <laughs> like especially our cans. Like our art is 360 degrees around the can. They don't always face that well. So like I'm constantly spinning cans to make sure it looks good and it's legible and people oh, can read it and everything yeah <laughs> dude i had this job at pet supplies plus once and the my which was awful i was there for like six weeks and uh, my boss told me that i had to face the face the fish fa- yeah face <laughs> the fish I had to face the the cat the cat food in the little jars oh yeah there's first of all they're all different shades of pastel mm-hmm. so you have no idea which ones go with which one and you had to face in each case had like um like 20 little tiny cans in it it was the worst job ever i quit the next day so on your website pretty awesome mm-hmm. how unapologetic you guys are yeah you want to tell us about that yeah so i mean you know we're kind of like i said like our aesthetic is is kind of a little bit more dark and gothic you know we only serve our beers in the tap room um you know we've done some special events with a couple collaborations we done we've done um we did a collaboration with hot butcher and uh miskatonic with this fallen tree in uh, Naperville called the Hobson Oak, uh, right on Hobson Avenue or Boulevard or whatever that is. Um, but we poured some of their beers when we did the release event with them. Cool. Um, a couple hot butcher beers, a couple Miskatonic beers. But other than that, you know, we're keeping our options open, you know, for some collaborations and stuff. We may throw on some beers, but we're going to serve our beer. It's That's our, awesome. It's man. our brewery. I think you should. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that, that hops and oak beer, I have a, one can of it sitting in my oh. fridge. I thought about bringing it here, yeah. and I should have. That was a poor decision not to. Um, but we're also sitting on a six-dole at Social. Oh, nice. My question to you is how long can we sit on that in the cooler before we should really think about pumping it out? I mean, it's so good right now. I, I, I would I drink it now. I, I know, but nobody else has it, yeah, though. You I, know know. I mean, if we save it for like a year, <laughs> there could be a huge drop. It might be cool next November to throw that on. That would like, be really right around cool. Thanksgiving or something like right, that. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. It'll it'll last? Oh, yeah. 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 Especially a dark beer like that. I mean, that beer is about 10%. I mean, we had it in... Yeef. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not, not your ABV. We had it in oak barrels and then um, with chips from that tree um, for about a year. So, I mean, it, it'll stand up. Cool. It, especially in a keg. It'll nice. stand up much better than it will in a bottle or can or I something. I have to drink that can tonight yeah. when I get home then. Yeah, when you tap that, you let me know. Yeah. <laughs> It was one of the best stouts I think we've, we've cranked out. I, I like the background story. It's very cool. My future father-in-law, we drove by the place mm-hmm. on Hobson, and he told me that they tore the tree down and how that was like sad to him. Yeah. And I said, well, guess what? Salamoth brewed some beer with the wood chips for that. And he's like, can you get me some? So we did. We got him a couple cans uh, from the beer cellar in Glen Ellen, and nice. he he's like, I probably wouldn't. He's like, I probably won't even drink this. I just want the can. I'm like, okay, that's there, cool. There's still some. There's like this. Yeah, can you just give him some empty cans? That'd be great. I'll drink the beer. I, I think I him out. He wouldn't even know. I think I have like one left in my fridge too. Do you? Yeah. Nice saving it for a special occasion. <laughs> this furniture store in Naperville. Yeah, he didn't bring it either. He knew. Still has some of like the the tree like left like in like. I don't know if it's like planks or, or what it is, but uh, we were kind of talking about it the other day about possibly doing something else with the tree. So, Oh, cool. Cool. Or even incorporating into something at the brewery or something like that. So, You guys are open seven days a week to the public, mm-hmm. which is not really the norm for most breweries. Uh, most are closed on either Sundays or Mondays or Tuesdays or a combination of the both. How do your peers in the industry feel about this? Is, is that... Is, do you ever get anything weird about it, or is everybody cool? Not necessarily. I mean, uh, we didn't go to seven days a week until it warranted it. Um, you know, 
we don't want to have days that our bartenders aren't making any money. We're sure. not making any money. It's costing us more to be open. Um, it wasn't probably until two years ago that we went to seven days a week. And then we just kind of expanded hours on the weekends and stuff. So we're now Fridays and Saturdays, we're open till 11. We previously were only open till 10. So. Cool. That's good. That's great. Yeah. And then um, got our three beer limit lifted. Um, so when the brewery started, we were the first and only brewery in Naperville. And we still currently are until Noon Whistle comes in. Um, but there was no liquor license for how to operate a brewery and sell package to go and sell draft. John Barley, our owner, worked with the city to kind of come up with this. And this was one of the crutches that they stuck us with. And through good behavior over the past six years, you know, never had a single issue and talked with all the aldermen and everything like that. And this past November, we just got the three beer limit lifted, which is, it's huge because it's it, big. Yeah. I mean, it gives us some of the biggest problems was when we'd want to broke like a corporate event sure. or like a bridal shower or rehearsal dinner or something like that. And we're like, yeah, that's cool. So we're going to have to slap these three tab <laughs> wristbands on you <sighs> and you can only have three beers. That's and they're brutal. like, seriously? And chances are, you know, people are only going to drink one or two beers anyways sure but you don't want to be sitting there with the they have to limit it right off the bat too yeah. like being told that you can only do yeah thanks, thanks for coming in and spending money but you can only have this much i got a question about special event stuff so i we brought this up in our last podcast there's like the new uh new liquor laws are going through the represent the state representatives mm-hmm. you get you familiar with that at all yeah, with uh a being able to bring in outside spirits and outside liquor for mm-hmm. special events, things like that. Yeah, are you guys, yeah. are you guys involved in that at all? So John uh, is very active with the you know local local and state legislator and everything, and and vocal about you know the law changes and barrelage for craft breweries right. and and self distro and you know all those all those things. So when you guys uh, collaborate with other breweries, how how much are you involved in that? Or are you just setting it up and letting everyone else take care of it? I mean, a lot of the collaboration kind of stuff we do are are with brewery relationships and stuff that, you know, someone personally has with the brewery um, or, you know, like-minded brewing styles and stuff like that that we kind of come together. There hasn't been a lot of collaborations that, like, we straight up don't know the guys that were just like, hey, we want to brew with you guys. That that normally doesn't happen. It's kind of like a... Well, when you're on top, it's pretty hard to... Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it it all depends if, if I'm... You know, we've, we've done some restaurant collaborations, some store collaborations, and then brewery collaborations. It just kind of depends how, like, me personally, if, if I'm involved in the friendship or the, the partnership that's happening, if I'm doing the beer or not. But What's next on the horizon for beer? Like, I feel like right now, like, New England-style IPAs are, like, all the rage. Uh, what should we be looking out for in the next year, year and a half is... I mean, it's hard to tell. Um, I mean, I think that that New England hazy style beer is always going to be, I mean, it's kind of wedged itself in there and I think it's always going to be a style, but like, I like to say that, that we're kind of in like the sugary beer, sugary drink mode right now. It's like smoothie style IPAs and, and like smoothie style and milkshake IPAs and stuff. And it's just like, sweet pop to me so you know i definitely would like to see it kind of come back to more classic styles more you know west coast ipas i mean that that stuff i'm i'm always drinking and i'm looking for i'm not always like you know kind of chasing the. i mean we do all those crazy styles and everything like that we're working on uh we've done a release of uh this beer that's a tart shake ipa so basically it's a kettle soured ipa uh like an ipa base beer 
been kettle soured and then we had a bunch of like fruit and and different adjuncts like vanilla and coconut Sweet. too so we did it's called unholy water so the last one we did was a kettle soured ipa with citra and then it had uh mango lime tamarind coconut and vanilla so it was like yeah i'll have one <laughs> yeah it was like it, it was like a crazy tropical drink we're working on another one um that's gonna be coming out in a couple of weeks it's we're calling it like kind of like a mexican fruit cup Cool. So it's uh, watermelon, pineapple, and lime. That's yeah, sweet. I love that too. Thank That's you. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. What's uh, what's in store for Salamoth in the future? Uh, do you have any word on any type of expansion or anything new you guys are working on that's not necessarily beer related? Yeah, definitely. So, um, so literally next week, uh, we're kind of breaking ground on our uh, Chicago spots. We're opening a uh, tap room on just on uh, Armitage Avenue, just uh, a little bit east of Humboldt. Um, kind of like the South Logan Square, North Humboldt Park oh, cool. neighborhood. So it's just going to be a tap room. It's at the base of like a uh, apartment, like a four flat apartment complex. Um, probably like, I think there's like nine apartments above it and everything like that. We're going to have a little to-go shop, bar area, um, kind of it's all windows facing the street and everything like that. So we're working on that. Eventually come back, build a bigger tap room here in uh, Naperville. And then um, probably look for a third retail spot somewhere in the suburbs or in the next two, three years, probably. If you guys are expanding that much, obviously, yeah. you know, you're doing something right. And like we talked about, you guys are definitely in the forefront of the beer scene out here, which is awesome. Is there anything that we didn't touch on that you want to talk about with Salamoth? John, you got any last questions over there? I know you're uh, question master. I guess I'll got? ask one question here. Please. Um, we, we've been waiting for you to ask this I'm question. I'm just interested. If you weren't, if you weren't doing what you're doing, what would be the next thing? You know what I'm saying? Like, what if, you know, I'm just kind of getting, I'm trying to get inside yeah. of your head yeah. and I kind of, you know, what, you know, your personality and yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I've, I've always been in, into like beer and spirits. Um, you know, I was when, in my younger years, I was definitely into like BMX biking and skateboarding and everything like that. So, I mean, I always had wanted to work for like a company, like, you know, like a skateboard company or a clothing company or stuff like that. I find that real fun. Um, still super into music and everything like that. So something on like the music side or something like that would be, but I feel like I kind of get all those aspects in the, in, especially with Salamoth and, you know, with our, our music and events and, and parties that we throw and everything like that. We definitely, I get to kind of do all those things all in the one. Yeah. I can see how that all kind of comes together in that. that yeah. yeah. We're throwing a big, uh, Cinco de Mayo uh, Street Fest um, with Bangers and Lace in the city, and we're going to have, like, a skate ramp out there and bands and stuff like that. So That's sweet. Yeah, so kind of like that cool, like, experiential marketing type thing is definitely super interesting to me. So Well, we're uh, we're starting a merchandising line here, so <laughs> if you want to design yeah. some clothes with us. Now's the can, time to get in. Yeah, absolutely. Creative. Uh, $1,000 buy-in. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. Absolutely. <laughs> a pyramid scheme over here. Yeah, you- <laughs> you get people to sell for you you get percentage of their sales yeah nice nice awesome um last question yep unless you got something g i might have a last question but you go first well no because i like having last questions why don't you go with your last question then i'll go with my last question no you go first mine might play off yours okay uh obviously we've never done this before not to put the pressure on you what's your thoughts of the underground studio and what we rolled out here today so far this is awesome it's got killer lighting awesome bourbon selection Good company, so I love it. Money, money. That was gonna be my question. That was gonna be the question. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
we'll cut <laughs> I told, that I, out. I totally stole that from you. <laughs> <laughs> This week's Customer of the Week brought to you by Stips Fleshy Fragrances. Ladies, are you looking to pick up a hunk of meat while smelling like a chunk of meat? Studies show that guys go crazy when you have a decadent steakhouse scent. We source our fluids from farms all over the U.S. This way we can get the meatiest and juiciest aromas. We are proud to announce the release of two new products. Oh, de beef jerky teriyaki and oh, de porterhouse corn horse radish. Both will make men and probably any wild animal go crazy for you. Stop by your local farm to pick up the whole lineup, including Essence de Slapper Reeves, soothing face back and bone. And our most popular fragrance, Tri Tip de Toilette. For online ordering, please visit our website. Don't be surprised when he throws you on the grill.net. Customer of the week. People use their speaker phones at the bar. I don't like it. I don't handle it well. And especially when you're talking about things that are personal, like the guy that was talking about how he was a homophobe on the phone, on a speakerphone with his buddy. Why do you need to have a conversation on speakerphone? Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Why is about. it up against your ear? Is well, it easier not, to hear? Well, first of all, it was rude to have the speakerphone up yeah. ready to go. But also, he was talking about how he's a homophobe, and he doesn't like... The, the word he used was gays. I mean, I so don't even like to use the speakerphone in front of my dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So, I, it was just... It was uncomfortable for everybody. And it was actually two guys talking to a phone to a buddy about work-related stuff and this one guy being a homophobe. Take it outside. Exactly. Don't bother the rest of the bar. You ruin the ambiance for everybody else. I probably turn the music up three clicks, three different times, just to drown them out. You know, this is along the same line, but do you have, have you ever uh, experienced anybody like uh, watching like a YouTube video with, exactly. with the speakers on on their it's phone, the like thing. in a bar? You know, it's the same thing, right? Yeah. So, like, I mean, what are you thinking, like, right. there? Like, when you have all these people around you trying to enjoy themselves, and you're sitting there on your phone playing some stupid YouTube video? Exactly. So, if you if that's the style of you sitting in a bar, bring some headphones some earbuds, yeah. put them in, do it up. You want to listen to music, your own music? You want to listen to be on your computer? Just realize when you're going into a public space, don't mess with other people's ambience and what they got going on. Yeah, super disrespectful. Yeah, absolutely. Nick, we're going to just let you introduce these beers as you're pouring them, and yeah. we're just going to kind of follow your lead and drink them while you tell us about yeah, them. Yeah, pretend, awesome. pretend we're like the uh, the idiot beer buyer for a restaurant, and you're, we don't have any of your product in your, you don't in have our to spot. Go, you don't have to go that deep. Okay, we're not idiots. Okay, but we we just we, we haven't tried any of these before because maybe a lot of our listeners haven't. Yeah. Did you? Is that the end of the? Is that the end of the loop? Can, you can right? have some, mine. Let's share this a little no, bit more. Look at look at John's. Yeah, you can take some of mine. You're the exact opposite of mine. You got another one? No, let's pour them. Yeah, let's pour them out. Yeah. You should have seen the discrepancy last week. You guys want to tell them about it? Yeah, Mike had like a 20 ounce beer. He poured John and I combined total two and a half ounces, and then Mike had the rest. His yeah, ass. Mike's pour was like three inches. I had a quarter inch. Yeah, it happens. You, you I, learn I, how to judge a 12-ounce can. It doesn't go as far as you think it does. No, absolutely. So this first beer we're drinking right now is our Lou Kolsch. Um, this is kind of like our like really crisp, clean, easy drinking. It's a German-style Kolsch. has a really nice like kind of biscuity, malty front. 
and then kind of like a nice dry peppery finish um we kind of call this beer like our our fridge beer like we want this beer to be in everyone's fridge the everyday beer everyday beer smells really good so john you shove your nose in this one yeah i got it okay a kolsch style is uh kind of originated in cologne germany um it's basically same malt bill and everything as like a pilsner just uses a kolsch yeast so you get a little bit more fruitiness out of it a little bit more like peppery dryness this is our beer that like everyone at the brewery who works there like this is our beer that we drink like, like this is our miller high life when you guys start drinking at the this at the brewery how yeah. how early is that <laughs> i mean it depends Be i mean honest. if we're if, if we're doing a canning run i mean I, fridays when i'm there like you know I, I i'm in at the brewery on you know mondays and fridays but fridays you know we've we've canned off a whole week of beers and everything like that and if there's something i haven't tried like yeah i'm gonna Crack open a beer at eight thirty in the morning that's when I'm, I'm talking walking about. up to the office. That's right, right off the yeah. line, though, yeah. right? Fresh, yeah, fresh as can be. Oh yeah, when they're when, when they're canning like new like IPAs or hazy IPAs or something like that, like I'm definitely want to crack those right away. All right, here's something I just thought of right now. So you know how like uh, people have like new keg stands or they'll like put their mouth on the tap handle of the bar. <laughs> No, no. On the ever, tap handle? Well, right underneath <laughs> it, maybe. Uh, uh, yeah. Maybe up, maybe upside down the spout. Yeah. Sure. Uh, do you guys ever think about doing that on the canning line? No. Just pour it straight. How many cans? There's, how too many, there's too many moving how many, parts. How many cans are getting filled up at the same so time? Like we have three or a four? four head filler. So the four of us. So you need four of us. What, yeah. are, we, what are we doing right now? We could but be over like, there. Yeah. All right. Let's we'll pause cruise, right now. the juice. Let's bring everything over to Salamouth, <laughs> and let's do a live broadcast of us upside down drowning ourselves. Yeah. I really like this beer. I've had it before, but um, it's been a while, and it's nice to revisit it. It's a good, clean, crisp beer. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and so literally Monday of this week, we just released 12 packs of this. So, like, we want this For the first time? For the first time. Cool. You know, rolling out into the summer months and everything like that. Like, we want we want this to be people's, like, fridge beer. It's a good patio crusher. Yeah. yeah what's the uh, ABV on this, did you say? Uh, 4.7. Oh, so, nice. Easy. Yeah, right in there. Johnny, Johnny, right in the sweet Johnny how are we feeling over there with that? It's gone. It's gone. What? I'm empty. Nice. That hey, went down really good. You must yeah. have mine. Got a whole can. We got a, we got a little bit more. I want here. some of yours out of your so fresh. glass. So fresh. Take some fresh out of the can. So yeah. freshy. So this beer, we won bronze medal at Great American Beer Fest for Kolsch style. Awesome. Uh, in 2016. That's so, a huge honor. Yeah. So we, we have a kind of a running joke, kind of like a spoof ad called Bronze Time. So we kind of play <laughs> up that like third place. I could drink a couple of these when Absolutely. on a hot day. Patio, on like I day. said, patio crushers for me. Yeah. Lawn, Johnny could drink a couple right now. Johnny, you need some more over there? Yeah, now this is this is what I would call like yeah, the lawnmower beer. Like on a hot day, you come in, you pound one of these, you pound six of these, you probably could, right? (laughs) Yeah, Um, absolutely. It's definitely a beer that I would have in my fridge. That's Um, good. The one that we reviewed last week, I know we I gave it a horrible review, but this is great. I like this a lot. Cool. Love it. Cool. All right, so we're gonna move on to Snaggletooth Bandana. Um, This beer has been a staple for Solemn for probably. Since the beginning, I mean, it came down to two beers when we were going to release uh, a beer as like a year round. It was Kidnapped by Vikings, which is a super popular one for yeah. us, and then Snaggletooth Bandana. So this is kind of like your classic like West Coast style IPA. Cool. A lot of like grapefruit, pine, uh, citrus notes, good bitterness, 6.5% alcohol. So what's the, what's the IBUs on this band? Uh, about 80. So we were talking about that last week. Yeah, do um, people care about that anymore? Yeah, it, it kind of seems like a like a passing fad. Yeah, you know, what I mean, it's like kind of going away. Like three years ago, everybody wanted to know what yeah. the IBUs were. 
Uh, what's the threshold on your guys' beers? Is 80 the threshold? I mean, we do a beer called Pain Cave that is like 100 plus. Yeah. And That's they, a good one. They, I like they, that one. Yeah. And they, I mean, that one's like Cascade Centennial and Chinook hops. Okay. Like real like, Just classic, lo- like West Coast. And like, loaded up. Yeah. But, um, I mean, they say like the perceived bitterness over like 100 IBUs is like humans can't taste like above like 100 IBUs. I mean, I've, I've seen some stuff from like. 130, 140. Where, what's like, the point, right? Yeah, what's the point? Yeah. Once you're over 100? Yeah. Awesome. So, so yeah, so this is uh, Snaggletooth. Get a lot of like, you know, grapefruit pine, a little bit of like ripe mango out of it. It's got that kind of good lingering bitterness on the back end. Just kind of like your, your good classic like IPA. Like This is a little bit more my style. Yeah. I, I like the, the Kolsch's, but I IPAs, APAs are my jam. Yeah, this is super good. So this is 6.5, you said? Yep. Yep. Uh, I can definitely like taste that like mango mm-hmm. uh, sort of back end on it. Really smooth though on the way down. It's not dry or yep. anything like that. And, and John is our harshest critic. Yeah. He really he he, he really is. He uh, he's a ball buster and he really loves his Coors Lights. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> don't forget the Rumplemans and the Rumplemans. <laughs> I mean, this beer like so we've had this beer out in cans for um, since before I started with the brewery since about 2014. You know, this beer sells really well for us it makes up probably about 30 to 35 percent of our total sales as a brewery overall so who comes up with snaggle tooth bandana it's hilarious so a lot of a lot of our beer names are like kind of like a cumulative mashup of like everyone like i mean i've we've all had a little bit of you know obviously I, i didn't work for the company when they came up with this name um this one is actually there was this guy that used to hang out of this outside of this liquor store um, up in John's hometown. There's two guys that hung outside the liquor store, and one guy's name was Snaggletooth, and one was Bandana. And it's kind of <laughs> is, is, that, is that are those pictures? You can you, you can ga- guess how those guys look. No, th- those are just some punk rockers. Okay, I was gonna some, say if that's a, those yeah. are those are the guys. What kind of liquor store was he yeah, walking into? Yeah. No, Holy no, no, cow. no. So this one is a new beer for us. Um, it's uh, Berliner Weiss. It's called East Side. It's a strawberry Berliner Weiss. So really, really tart. Um, nice, got that nice kind of like acidy finish on it and everything like that. Super, super different for us. This is actually the first kind of like kettle soured Berliner Weiss that Salamoth has done. Cool. So and it comes in a sixteen ounce can. So there's plenty to go around, John. Yeah, definitely. We just... I'll gladly wait for my piece of the can. <laughs> Thanks, Garrett. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> gives me a drop. It gives me a drop. Yeah, so the the beer name of this is called East Side. Um, it's kind of dedicated to the east side of the Berlin Wall. There's this art installation there. It's kind of like got a lot of like cool graffiti and everything like that on it. So like you can kind of see like the graffiti style art that's on that. Is this uh, going to be available for a while or is yeah. this seasonal? So we literally just released this beer um, Monday. And it's going to be available year-round? No, no, no. So this is, uh, we're we're pretty happy with the way the beer turned out, so I think we're going to kind of keep a Berliner Weiss in the schedule fairly regularly. Nice. Because people are always asking for a sour and stuff like that, and it's something that not every brewery has. So um, this one's a little higher in ABV than, like, your typical Berliner Weiss. Normally they're in, like, the 3 to 4 range. This one's 5%, so it's got that good tartness, that good kind of, like, a little bit of the back of the tongue pucker. Yeah, so I really like the uh, the sip on it, and I really like the tartness, like mm-hmm. you're saying in the back, uh, in the back of the uh, tongue there. But on, on the nose, it's a little interesting to me. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't, can't quite get a note on. on the so, probably strawberry. Yeah, you get a little bit of strawberry. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
like just so the the kettle souring portion of this we use a, a bacteria basically called uh, lactobacillus um it kind of gives it that that's some serious knowledge right there yeah. jeez so it gives it kind of like that so you speak italian <laughs> <laughs> or latin, or yeah, latin, latin. no i don't speak latin you as referenced um, but yeah, it kind of gives it like that little bit of like acidy, vinegary kind of note to it, especially. And I think you're, that's what you're getting kind of on mm-hmm. the nose. Mm-hmm. It kind of has like a like you said like that like a tartness to the back, but like almost like a like a sparkling mm-hmm. finish. You know what I mean? Yep. Like it's like like popping. Yeah, in my I mouth. mean it, it finishes like pretty clean. Like it, yeah. it kind of hits you, and it's like a lot of different flavors. You get like a little bit of that pucker on the back ear. Is this, the, is this the first Berliner Weiss that you yeah, guys Yeah, so this brewed? is the first kind of like Berliner Weiss that we've done. Um, we were kind of hesitant to do some complete sour program or, or any kettle sours or anything. So we hired a uh, quality assurance manager uh, back in July. And we basically just wanted to assure that like everything that we were doing was sanitary and we weren't going to have like crossover or anything to make our regular beer sour once we had all the checks and balances in place, then we decided it was time that we could safely do it and not infect anything that we were going to do cool. here on out. Yeah, I think you're, you're, I mean, obviously you're dead on with the, the vinegar, that sort of mm-hmm. vinegary sort of uh, smell on it. Um, I'm going to have to uh, remember this beer for uh, Easter next year. I think I could probably have a couple of these and maybe do some Easter eggs with them. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> You know, put the dye in there, you know, and they could probably <laughs> <laughs> dip my Easter eggs in the beer while drinking it at the same time. With the Easter egg in there? Yeah. Why not? So this was a 30-barrel batch of beer, So, and we put a barrel worth, so 31 gallons worth of strawberry concentrate wow. in this beer. Yeah. That can't be cheap. No. <laughs> it's not. So what does a four-pack of this run? Uh, actually, it's going to be about like eleven ninety nine. Oh, that's not, not too bad. bad. Yeah, that's not no, bad. Not bad, uh, especially for it being a sixteen ounce beer and five percent. Yeah, available only at the brewery. No, so we have a little bit of distro on it. We had some kegs and some four pack cans that went out, about eighty cases and about twenty to thirty six barrels and half barrels. That's tasty, man. All right, so this beer is called Seventh Whistler. So this is a New England style IPA with lactose. Which uh, can I? Yep. Tell us about lactose real quick, please, for our listeners. Yeah, so lactose is basically milk sugar. Um, gives it gives a beer a little like heavier mouthfeel, leads to head retention, kind of like that thickness that you see in the beer. Um, and then this beer features uh, Citra, Simcoe, and then a newer hop called Harillo. So really, really tropical. Um, you got kind of like a nice heavy mouthfeel. It's 7.5% alcohol. Um Mike, I know that's like right up your alley. Yeah, that smells so good. This is Mike's wheelhouse right here. Did we bring extras of these? First, it smells like vacation. It's a New England IPA using citra. What else do you want? Yeah, so you get like that nice citrus note. You get a little bit of bitterness. Like this definitely has some more bitterness than like your typical like milkshake New England style right. IPAs. So I love so. the difference between New England style IPAs or Northeast mm-hmm. style IPAs compared to the West Coast yeah. IPAs and this is compared to what we tasted earlier with the Snaggletooth yeah. bandana. This is like 
it's, it's the so best different. of both. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so different, but it's so good, and they're both fresh and clean. Yep. Mm, this is really yeah, good. We sold this at our restaurant, and it was the fastest selling salmon cake. Danny, what do you got on this one? Oh, yeah, this is super good. So the clarity is like, if you, you know, obviously the listeners can't see this, but it's like almost like a, an orange juice, right? Yep. Like yeah. the, cons- yep. uh, the clarity of an orange juice. Really easy to drink. I really like the, uh, it's almost like a subtle citrus. It's not like a slap in your face citrus, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. And then I think this one with like like that Simcoe hop in it, you still get like that grassy like grapefruit pine note out of it. Like mm. it, you still get like that. You know, it's an IPA. It's sure. not like straight orange juice. Right. So if I was lactose intolerant, should I not drink this beer? Probably not. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. That's why it's like plastered across the front that says "with lactose." With lactose. Once again, the artwork phenomenal on this can. I mean that. There's so much going on just on this like quarter panel that I'm looking at. It's like a giant bird with a tongue. I'm not even looking at that quarter panel. You should see what I'm looking at over here. A bunch of skeletons walking around. Yeah, Yeah, so the the whole like story of like the seventh whistler. So we did another beer in this series called the Six Whistler that was uh, Citro, Amarillo, and Eldorado hopped. But it basically it's like kind of like an English folklore type uh, story. And it's like these sounds that people hear in the night are these like whistlers or birds flying around and everything like that that are kind of like bringing out like the premonitions of like bad stuff that's going to come. How many of these beers did those people drink before they felt that? <laughs> <laughs> that's how we found out they're yeah. all lactose intolerant. Hey, oh. Give me a 12 pack of that. that. I'll be, I'll that's be what that sound is. Yeah. It's all the people who are lactose making all that noise. <laughs> <laughs> Drink three or four there. Drink three or four of these, and then wait for the nightmares to come. That's right. Here comes the whistler. <laughs> I knew it. Best place to find this beer. In I mean, the next month. Your guys' locations. Nice. Um, it's you gone. Know, Is there any more to buy? There might be a little bit more. I was looking at it. Be a couple kegs. Obviously, Benny's and and your specialty bottle shops and stuff like that. Nick. Thanks for coming on with us, dude. We've had Appreciate too much fun with you. Uh, we've, I've learned a lot about Salamoth, and um, I, I can't wait to, to tell people about this experience and trying some of the beers we had. And It's been fun, man. Cool. Anytime you want to come on, anytime you guys got some new stuff coming out, please uh, let us know and, and, and bring some buddies on, too. Everybody be good to each other and uh, drink some cocktails. Cheers. Cheers. Blades. Later. First of all, we'd like to thank all of our listeners, families, and friends that support us throughout this. We couldn't do this without you. Subscribe to us on iTunes and check out exclusive content at our website, SippingSocialPodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook. If you like this podcast, tell your friends about us. A huge thank you to our producer, John, in the Underground Studio. A shout-out to our boy, Johnny Perona and Davenport Ed. That's the rockin' music you're hearing in the background. Thanks again, and we look forward to the next cocktail with you. Is it a lot easier to keep getting promoted with that healthy beard? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the beard just keeps growing. I mean, that's... Well, as you grow, the, yeah, the beard grows, the beard right? grows, yeah. Listen, if you're in the beer industry, you got to have a nice beard. I actually took, like, three inches off, like, I was just saying, yeah, it looks light. I was going to say you lost weight. Yeah, but it's, it's disappeared. <laughs> I, get, I get that question all the time, like, how do I work at a whiskey bar and not have a beard? I, was like, I got grandfathered in, I guess. you got to have pretty boys at a whiskey bar, too, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
It's yeah, you know your eye candy for all those Glen Ellen honeys. <laughs> it's a good thing you brought pizza today. <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> oh, man, that makes me uncomfortable just a little bit. Uh, what are you uh, talking about? Metrosexuals. You know, you got the lumbersexuals over here. You got lumbersexuals. I've never heard that before. Metrosexuals over there. You never heard of lumbersexuals? No, I like it, though. Yeah, look at... No, I mean, I'm, obviously, yeah. I just never heard it. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> just know that they're like looking at you while you're bending over the back bar. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be the same for the girls too, right? Why can't it be the same for the guys? True, exactly. Yeah, yeah. why you not? Don't, you don't want to be eye candy. There's a reason why I, I buy my jeans one size too small. Nice. 